This is the Blue Million Miles. I'm Connor Tone. This was supposed to be a love letter, an exaltation, a fanfare for the public pool. I'd call upon the muses, pray they sing of the high dive and the snack bar, the smell of sunblock and laundered towel and chlorinated water evaporating on hot macadam. Of the gutter and the lap lane, the wet sandals thawk and the belly flops smack. And this was to be a recitation of its virtues on Independence Day, no less with neither irony or Pollyanna in mind, but rather to go armed with the sobering knowledge of this country's fraught past and its perilous moment, and still partake of the Republic's finest achievements, encased meats, cheap suds, and the public pool. Pools make people more legible. People's needs and desires become a bit harder to repress. There's the child, so excited by the prospect of a swim, that she cannot help but run across the pool deck, lifeguard's whistle be damned. And the teenager who, on surfacing from a plunge, cannot suppress that vain little flick of his head. The parents, desperate for a place where their adolescent children can while away a few hours. And the lizard need, across ages, just to get some sun. It's all there, right on the surface, at the pool. So given all that, there was something unnerving happening at the pool that day this holiest of democratic days. Or, more precisely, something strange happening on the pool's stereo. There's no PA system at the Sanford pool. Instead, they have one of those rolly suitcase amps hooked up to someone's phone. The pool's small enough, 25 by 50 yards roughly, that a single rolly suitcase amp can reach the far end of the grounds, no problem. And the songs on the stereo that day, the nation's 246th birthday, well, they certainly had a sense of moment to them. While I rolled out my towel, Lee Bryce was singing about driving a dead brother's truck. I roll every window down, and I burn up every back road in this town. I find a field, I tear it up, till all the pain's a cloud of dust. Yeah, sometimes I drive your truck. A bit maudlin for the occasion, but it sounds like the brother died in service, so condolences, tree of liberty, etc., etc. But before I'd finished putting on sunblock, Blake Shelton was singing about how whistling Dixie would get you heaven-bound and promising that I don't care what my headstone reads or what kind of pine box I end up in when it's my time, lay me six feet deep in God's country. Which, I mean, come on, dude. Inane. But also just a bummer. Okay, but here was Miranda Lambert to lighten the mood, maybe? Not so. Whether you're late for church or you're stuck in jail, Hey, word's gonna get around. Everybody dies famous in a small town. Oof, pretty bleak. Isn't today supposed to be a happy day? Or if you let the algorithm play long enough, does it always land in a death wish? I looked around, a little confused, hoping to catch the eye of someone similarly put off. It was a slow day at the pool. Slow enough that the off-duty lifeguards had put up a basketball hoop at the end of the diving well and were shooting jumpers off the diving board. They seemed unfazed by the tunes, inoculated maybe. I hope not. 
Now, maybe you're hearing this and thinking to yourself, oh, please, spare me the pointy-headed writer being annoying about country music. But I love country music, and not just those Terry Allen and Gene Clark reissues either. I've tried to play music for almost 20 years now, and the closest I've ever come to entertaining anyone was with a rendition of Toby Keith's Should Have Been a Cowboy at karaoke night in an SEC college town. But this alienated, atomized, only finding meaning in consumer goods and death country? I mean, to quote Griel Marcus, what is this shit? But the songs kept playing. Now, you're going to think I invented this next song but you'd be flattering my imagination. Every verse of this song is from the perspective of a dead soldier from a different war. But that's not all. Then, and I kid you not, there's a coda with this whole chorus of the undead singing, set our spirits free, set us free, let us lay down our guns. Sweet Mother Mary, we're so tired, but we can't come home till the last shot's fired. At this point, I would have gladly listened to Proud to be an American. On repeat, I would have even considered letting Lee Greenwood give me a lobotomy. I mean, we live in a society, don't we? Might we hope for better? What irrepressible thing was the pool revealing today on the rolly suitcase speaker? That we might only hope for death? No, but wait, here was Zach Brown. Zach Brown, with a voice like James Taylor. He might show us a way to reclaim some civic pride. Zach! You will show us the way this Independence Day, won't you? And lo, Zach replied, Salute the ones who died, the ones who gave their lives, so we don't have to sacrifice all the things we love, like our chicken fried. I went to the pool to indulge in some Americana. Maybe I was naive to expect anything less. Still, this soundtrack to a small-town death wish felt like a betrayal. Not just of country music, which, at its best, celebrates and ironizes rural life with a pathos and wit not at all in evidence that day, but more to the point, a betrayal of the Sanford pool, which is to say it felt like a betrayal of public life, of even the possibility of public life. The Sanford pool is run by the city, and it sits right behind the public junior high school, which really makes it the hub of public life in Auburn, such as it is. It's the most integrated place by class and race in this southern town, It's cheap to get in, it's well-maintained, its only shortcoming really is a lack of shade. At its best, it embodies the democratic enterprise, the idea that we might be more than consumers and candidates for the reaper, but citizens too, that we might collectively endeavor to improve our lives by, in this case, providing a place for children to run on the pool deck, for teenagers to flick their heads, for writers to be annoying about pop music, and for us all to get some sun. And part of the premise of this whole swimming project is to go out beyond my door and find something vitalizing. And on this high day of democracy, I wanted to get my Walt Whitman on, find that vitality in the public sphere. I wanted to find a meaning that came somewhere other than the specter of death. Matthew Sittman touches on this idea in a recent essay calling for a renewed civic culture. Sittman looks at the New Deal for instruction. Franklin Roosevelt and his administration understood that despair could be countered and democracy fortified by a kind of social infrastructure, Sitman writes. They built theaters and public pools and commissioned murals to beautify public spaces. They were public goods that brought people together and were ways of making communities easier to feel a part of and entertainment and culture enjoyable for more than the rich. And on the flip side, 
We might even read the closing of so many public pools in response to the gains of the civil rights movement as a tacit understanding by conservatives of the democratic power of the space. So, all to say, yeah, I had harbored a small hope that, even in this eleventh hour, the muses might sing of something other than the inevitability of our demise. But, if only I would rest my attention away from the music, they were doing exactly that, all around. Singing of gainers off the diving board, of shoulder tans turning into sunburn, of my own daughter holding tight to a pool noodle and flailing her legs in something that was starting to approximate a flutter kick. More people had arrived, the deck chairs filled, a hive hum of the group fortifying the air against the rolly suitcase amp, a counter melody to the algorithm, singing that for whatever it's worth, for as long as there remains a collective will and the water to fill it, there is the public pool. Sing, O oh muse. Before we left that day, I needed a tonic, something to jar me from the malaise on the stereo. I decided to go off the high dive, something I hadn't yet done this summer. The climb up seemed higher than I'd remembered. My stomach fluttered. So without delay, I ran off the board and into the air. And much sooner than I'd expected, the water had risen up to meet me.